Hello and welcome to the Bills from Afar podcast. This is a pod dedicated to fans of the Buffalo Bills for people who are not born in Western New York. Um, we're part of the UK Bills podcasting network and throughout the off season, we are interviewing fans of the Bills to tell their story about how they came to be a Bills fan, despite not listening necessarily in Buffalo and what the Bills means to them. You can follow us on Twitter at Bills from Afar, or you can follow us individually at Charlie underscore sport and at Tim Rudd 90. We're also part of the UK Bills Network, so check out the recent pods from Matt and Alex. So delighted to be joined by Daryl Webster today, um, who is based in Toronto, um, and uh, he's a Bills fan, and, and probably the closest Bills fan that we've interviewed so far to Orchard Park, but obviously based in a different country. So uh, hey, how are you doing, Daryl? Hey, not too bad, guys. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good afternoon, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, so um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, uh, we know Canada, but what do you do as well? Yeah, well, I grew up in a town about an hour from Toronto. It's called East Gwillimbury, Ontario, a little small town. And, um, you know, as, as most people from that town do, you, you sort of move to Toronto, <laughs> you know, in your early yeah. 20s or something. It's, it's sort of the natural city to move to here and, um, you know, moved around ever since the spent some time living in Manchester and some time in Los Angeles, but uh, Toronto always ends up being home. Um, and I work mostly in the creative arts, film, TV, and music, um, sort of across disciplines and anything creative, anything artistic that I can get my hands into and maybe be helpful with um, is, is what I currently do. It's, it's always hard when you're freelance and someone asks what you do. You know, <laughs> sometimes you have a good answer and some months you're like, I don't think I do anything. <laughs> I don't really know. So. so is Toronto where you're based right now? Yeah, right now as we speak, I'm at, uh, I'm in West, the West End at uh, Howard Park in Roncesville. And so that's the Roncesville Village and it's beside High Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so West Toronto, uh, it's about five minutes to uh, jump on Lakeshore, which you would then take to the Gardner to the Queen Elizabeth Way, and that will take you down to uh, Buffalo, New York. That rings a bell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlie's done that drive. <laughs> so, when did you actually become a Buffalo Bills fan, and how long ago? Yeah, so that would be uh, in, let's say, sort of 1989, 1990. Um, growing up here we share so much with Buffalo because we are you know it's about a 90 minute drive but if you were to uh, cross Lake Ontario if you were to take a boat and I, I guess you guys are using miles and the states are still using miles so I think it would be I think we're talking about 20 miles right. um, so it really geographically quite close to drive you kind of have to do a little bit of a jagged horseshoe but you get there but it's really about 90 minutes from Toronto and you're there um, so we share so many things like, uh, TV stations and radio stations. And so, you know, growing up, you know, in the eighties, um, not a ton of TV channels, no internet. Um, so yeah, like 20% of your TV was from Buffalo commander, Tom and big board sports and all that kind of stuff. So really you'd only get Buffalo, uh, you'd get the bills. Um, then they started doing the blackout idea where if the game wasn't sold out it might be blacked out and that was a bit of a drag but you could get it on radio but really growing up in that era it was it was hard not to become a Bills fan when that's the team on TV and they're winning all the time um, yeah. 
so yeah, that was that was an easy one. That was that's a bit of a layup on how I became a Bills fan. I lived near Buffalo, and uh, <laughs> they're winning all the time. And when you're a kid, that's quite attractive when a team's winning all the time. Because they shared um, Buffalo, um, the Buffalo TV stations, were they on every, like nearly every week, other than when you say the blackouts came in? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite unique sure. to the other fans that we've had, because as you know, Charlie, from when you started supporting them in the eighties and nineties, um, that coverage wasn't there, was it? So, no, exactly. Uh, yeah. Quite a unique position, Daryl, that you were able to see them. Uh, yeah. Every game well, it's it's best, it's uh, funny because I would have been the reverse with Man City impossible in the early days to to see any of that um but yeah no i was i was quite lucky in that regard where you know we would we'd have you know wivb and all the buffalo stations even pbs it's funny we even share the public broadcasting is toronto and buffalo oh really which is their sort of national but you know their their nearest thing to the bbc i guess Mm -hmm. their public broadcaster um but it really is quite a close relationship you know, so you get, we do know a lot about Buffalo and they know a lot about Toronto. So it's, it's pretty cool that way. It's becoming a Bills fan was sort of natural, the hometown really for yeah. the net, for the NFL. Cool. And then, so you've been supporting them for must be about at least 30 years now then. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Bills player of all time. Like, do you have one specifically? Uh, you know, I think about that sometimes and especially when you speak with Bills fans, you know, it's obviously those going to the Super Bowl era teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard to choose out of those. I'm I'm sort of defensive minded. You know, I, I'm a goalie in hockey, ice hockey for you guys, I guess, just to be yep. sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying there. Yep. Um, nothing wrong with field hockey, but, you know, I play ice hockey. So I'm a goalie. <laughs> so I think I've always been more defensive minded. Uh, in any sport, I sort of admire that side of the game. And uh, so for me, probably Bruce Smith, like if you had to say, give me an all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Steve Tasker, Thurman Thomas, from the, mm-hmm. probably close in that era. Um, but Doug Flutie's close to all-time for me. He was, you know, Flutie coming from the CFL. And I do watch CFL as well. My dad's from Winnipeg and a you know, big Blue Bomber family. Right. Um, it was just sort of to see one of our CFL stars go not only to the NFL, but to go to my favorite team. Yeah. And then exceed and do well. Yeah. And when they yanked him in the playoffs, I'm, I'm telling you, that's as upset as I have been in sport, probably. Wow. And and almost to the point where I considered like I'm I'm taking a rest from the Bills for a while because they got terrible after that. Right. You know. And they just, oh, that was, let's just leave it at Doug Flute. He's one of my all-time <laughs> favorites. I remember driving to Buffalo, going to, driving to like, around to like Tops Market and different places just to try to find uh, Flutie flakes. Yeah, yeah. And they're all sold out, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Flutie, it, it just gives, you know, it, it, it gave credence to the CFL and showed that one of our CFL stars could, you know, do well in the NFL. And not only do well, he was, it was, he was terrific with the bills. So yeah, Flutie's up the Flutie's up there. He, he's up there. I, you know, I sort of hedged my bets on that answer. I gave you four guys, but it would be those four guys. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone from this team ends up on that, you know, if we circle back in five or 10 years, 
they well, they might end up on that list. I think maybe the uh, the other hockey player in the Bills, uh, Trey White, in his uh, Goldie Goldie <laughs> Academy. <laughs> right, right, right. How often does it happen though that a, a player from the CFL? Because I mean that's something that we don't yeah. get to see at all here. The only time I've ever yeah. seen it is when I've been in Canada and it's been on TV. How often does that happen that you know a player that's actually not getting drafted out of a Canadian college, but it's playing CFL and actually moves to the NFL from, from your observations. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more common now, right. You know, and you often see it with the draft too. The CFL will draft players that are probably going to the NFL, mm -hmm. but then they'll have some claim to them if it doesn't work out. And um, yeah, it's, it's a little more common now. I don't really know what's going on with the CFL because they missed a full year last year. And I think the rock uh, like Dwayne Johnson mm -hmm. who played uh, uh, very briefly with the BC lions and he got cut and actually credits that to, you know, a lot of his career that was to come. Interesting. Uh, and, and I didn't actually um, realize that. Well, that's really yeah. 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 He, he played, I think he, he was at university of Miami. So he's at the U and then he went to the BC lions and it, he just, I think, didn't realize how tough the CFL was. He didn't make it. And it formed a lot of his uh, career after that. And he's always had, you know, this soft spot for the CFL. Right. And so I think he's partnered up with the XFL and they're going to partner with the CFL. And I don't know what that's going to look like. But uh, but I'm open minded. Let's see. So I think the NFL definitely needs a developmental league, doesn't it? Mm. Um, yep. So Well, the it's CFL would be, yeah. doesn't it? It works both ways because you see a lot of, uh, you know, practice squad guys, when they get cut, they end, yep. always end up seeming, seemingly going to the CFL. But as you say, yep. you know, there's been some Canadian players. Like obviously, we've got a, a, a new signing, haven't we? Eli Anku uh, is Canadian. I don't know necessarily if he's been with a C CFL pathway, yeah. but then you've got... Well, let's not, let's, not, uh, let's not forget the offensive coordinator, fellas. Absolutely. Mm. Mr. Dable. Yeah. Canadian yeah. himself. Yeah. So, <laughs> definitely works both ways that's one that's one thing I, that, about being canadian i maybe there's a british equivalent but any player on the big stage any musician any actor anyone who's canadian and you're speaking to someone from the states or they'd be like oh that, that person's canadian you know, she's canadian he, he's canadian <laughs> drives my american friends nuts they're like doing who that cares? With, the, with, with the wire tv show you, know, you do realize that it yeah exa yeah exactly. british right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah so i guess there is the equivalent as you guys do it too it's a little more obvious uh, only to americans like you said yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well no exactly yeah. i think they have an equivalent with their states Oh, that right. guy's from Connecticut. That guy's from Florida. A little more kinship with their states, but yeah, mm. yeah, we definitely do it. So, how's the NFL perceived against like the CFL then? Like in terms of popularity, when can you consider other Canadian sports as well? Like, um, what's the following like in um, Canada for the NFL? Yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, it is bigger than the CFL, at least in most regions. I think in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. You, you could fairly say the CFL is bigger outside of those two cities. I don't know that that's true. Um, I, speaking for myself, I've never been one who feels like they compete. They're different games. They're both. I enjoy both of them. You know, I just enjoy football. I just enjoy sports. I've got, you know, the Blue Bombers uh, for the CFL. And, you know, they're the defending Grey Cup champions. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, the Bills in the NFL, and they don't need to compete for me. It's 
I just enjoy them both. But the NFL is is more widely, I'd say, viewed and consumed right. in Canada. Again, probably I would separate, um, De- you know, Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. Yeah. Possibly Calgary and Edmonton now and then. I'm not not sure. So do you um, get? But it, but the NFL would be larger. Do you get a few like sort of CFL purists? They're like, oh no, the NFL. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, our our balls are bigger. That kind of thing, <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you you definitely have like uh, you know men and women who are CFL fans who will just pump the CFL tires and that's it. Right. But, um, right. I I think by and large, you know, a football fan's a football fan. And funny thing too, I remember living in the states, and my local sports bar would have CFL on all the time and i thought i didn't think cfl was popular down here at all and i remember one of the bartenders saying so many of people's favorite college football players end up in the cfl that they'll Uh, follow their college players to the cfl so that just speaks to how massive college football is in the states is that they'll follow their their players to the cfl and i found that pretty interesting so yeah Yeah, yeah. someone in in arkansas says let's see there's no nfl there and the college is way bigger you know in especially Mm. in the south um so that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah, absolutely so so just going back to toronto for a second i mean yeah Obviously, we hear stories about you know hordes of people from from Ontario heading down to to Buffalo to see games. But yeah, is yeah. it that that is Toronto's team, or actually do you just you know do, do people is there a big following for all kinds of NFL teams in Toronto? Right. Uh, it is. I don't think I could fairly say Buffalo's Toronto's team because there are so many um, different fans here. Of, right. You know, it's such a diverse city. Right. Um, you know, you definitely get a portion of the population who d- dislike the bills you know you get that <laughs> yeah for sure um i would say as you get nearer the border st Catharines, niagara falls area yeah big big bills towns toronto healthy bills healthy bills crowd mm-hmm. but i don't think maybe to the extent people think i don't think maybe toronto or greater toronto area and i don't have the stats but i don't know that they're driving the season to ticket numbers as much as people maybe suspect oh this must be toronto i think you have your like i said st Catharines, niagara falls yeah um these kind of areas even by the time you get to hamilton that's a bigger cfl town right you know the right. tiger cats yeah. have, do and well up there even so, closer, right so yeah 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 um but i think it's you know, i've heard it's around almost as high as 20 percent of season ticket holders are are canadian right so to say just toronto is probably not entirely accurate but you you do see a lot of bills fans and you know last year being such a good year you started to see more of that like i'd run into <laughs> friends and be like oh you're a bills fan and be like yeah yeah bills fans since i was 10 but i've been hiding for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah so, i mean i know you from um you know you mentioned you lived in in manchester and, and a, a yep. massive manchester city fan and, and actually yeah. the first time i your name ever could across my path was actually through your book you wrote a, a book about traveling the world and visiting different manchester city supporters clubs and i wondered whether this was kind of like a, a bill's backers type scene in in, in mm-hmm. toronto that's sort of similar you know do people hang out in bars to watch yeah. games or is it do you have that sense of similar I dynamic think, i think not quite the way that i've found with city um and it would be because you know there really are you know it is such so tied to buffalo that it wouldn't just be one bar you can never fit everybody and you know we're in toronto it's like we're going to opera bobs and we might get a hundred people in there 
And that's, you know, that's pretty awesome. But with the bills, it'd be like, no, it's going to be every sports pub is at least showing the bills and you at least have your bills fans there. And then the real diehard uh, bills supporters are going to the games. It'd be similar to, you know, when you're looking for supporters clubs, yeah. you know, in greater Manchester, they're not meeting up to go to pubs and their purpose is not to get a pub where we can all go and watch their purpose right. is organizing the, you know, the bus or the coach mm-hmm. organizing tickets. And it would be more similar here. Like you're getting, you know, a coach or a bus down to the bills game, which is, you should try it one <laughs> next time you're here. Don't drive, get on one of the buses that's going down and it's that or a leaf, a Maple Leafs game in Buffalo. I've had a friend on the bus tell me he's like, I, he was flat out. The customs guards have told me they hate us. They're just like, this is a nightmare. This is an absolute nightmare getting on that bus. And everybody's already about half buckled, you know, trying to go up and down. Where's your passport? You know, where have you dropped it? Where can't you find it's just, but it is fun. You know, and the ride back is a is a bit uh, Walking Dead esque. I'll, well. I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, I it, it's not quite the same in terms of everybody get to this bar. It's a Bills mm-hmm. bar, that kind of thing, because we are so close, and that the real diehards they're, they're going to Orchard Park. Is there like with the tailgating culture so massive in Buffalo? If there's yeah. fans not able to make it um, from Toronto, do they? Is there yeah. like a tailgating experience? Um, at some of these places where you just like, in, start drinking from eight o'clock or yeah in in Toronto no no we've sort of found that that you know certainly there are people drinking at eight in the morning I don't know how much of that's a tailgate thing you know <laughs> but like but there are people doing I'm not going to say that culture doesn't exist but the tailgate culture up here is is not the same as I would say in the states. And the tailgating culture in Buffalo is not the same as, as anywhere. Right. That, that is unique to its, that's, uh, a, you know, a life force entirely its own. And not only does Toronto not have something similar, I'm not sure anywhere, anywhere <laughs> on the planet has, no. has something similar. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely unique to say the least. Um, yeah, yeah, fearless. In terms of you visiting Orchard Park in Buffalo, um, like, yeah. have you been a season ticket holder before? Or I suppose with you, no. you can't commit to that. But Yeah, no, I've never been a season seat holder, but I worked for a lot of years in uh, a sports retail shop. You know, my my early career was sort of indie music and that kind of stuff. And that that's always the kind of job where you have another job as right. well. Yeah. And mine was mine was sports retail. It was great because it was a great bunch of guys just working in a sports store, watching sports. And it was very flexible. Everybody encouraged everybody because, you know, some guys were going to school. Some guys had other pursuits. And it was really it was called the Pro Image. And it's in Newmarket, Ontario, and it's still there. Um you know, I always recommend I, not not to plug here, but, uh, yeah, you know, Chris free. Riley owned that shop for 25 years and he is a diehard Bills fan. Um, so talk about, you know, one of the more enjoyable part time jobs you could have working in a sports store with, you know, the owner of Bills fan with the other guys who worked there, not Bills fans, very much not Bills fans. <laughs> and they would make it known. Uh, in fact, one of our guys went on to work at the NFL for about 10 years and he was a Pats fan. Oof. 
and he got to work at the NFL in the glory, you know, the Pats <laughs> glories. And I would have met him before the Pats had won anything. Right. So he and I, you know, we, we, the Pats were never a thing. They were, you know, AFC East. And I always thought I kind of, other than the Dolphins, I always thought, well, if the AFC East is represented well, you know, it looks better on the division, this kind of thing, not for the Dolphins, but, um, <laughs> and I never minded. I remember even driving him around town when the Pats, there were no other Pats fans in town. They weren't this big popular thing yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember just driving him around our small town, like honking the horn and he had his Pats helmet out of the thing. And then a few years later, he's working in the NFL and he's, you know, yeah. on the sidelines and at every game and Crazy. this kind of stuff. Um, but everybody was flying their flag, very much not Buffalo Bills. So I was always lucky that when tickets came through the store, well, you know, Webby's a Bills fan, Webby's a right. Bills fan. So, so I got, I would get to go through, you know, stuff like that. And, and that was often kind of corporate-esque in a way, maybe Reebok, you know, when they had the NFL account, mm -hmm. a lot of tickets through them and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I would mostly go to Orchard Park that way. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You just touched on, um, like, you know, fans of other teams, uh, obviously. Yeah. Patriots there. Um, do you have like a feel for like who's the most popular NFL team in Canada? Like not necessarily oh. to Toronto, but just wider. Yeah. On a wider well, it's funny. Yeah, it's why I mean I could I could text Daryl Seedman, who I was just talking about, who went on to work at the NFL, and he'd probably instantly send me the top five. <laughs> um I think that I mean the Pats with Brady was a huge thing. And I can remember this from my time in the shop. So I might be a little dated on this one. Um, but I can tell you from my time at the shop, obviously the Pats, because they had Brady and they had this superstar. And he's the kind of player who I think brings new fans to a sport. Yep. Um, such as his power, such as his talent, his, you know, love him or hate him. Yep. You know, he's good at what he does. He attracts new fans. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, I think definitely the Bills. Um Green Bay is a massive team here. Yep. They're not too far from the border. They're not too hard to get to. There's storied franchise. Um, so Green Bay are huge. Minnesota, when you get around Winnipeg, mm -hmm. um, the Seahawks are big out West. Yeah, so for us, a lot of it is border town. Right. Teams. I guess the Lions would count for that as well, right? Because they're right on the border. They do. And they do. And, and it's funny because a lot of us have an AFC team and an NFC team. You know, and mine would definitely, definitely be the Lions in the NFC. Chris, who owned the store, he was also, he would go to every, still does, goes to every single Lions Thanksgiving Day game. Wow. And I have a lot of friends who, who do that. I've got some Detroit Lion fans yeah. who do that. And it's such a cool city. And it's, uh, especially if you're a city fan, it's a good looking shirt. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's such a cool city and it's such an underdog I was all, I'm always attracted to underdogs. So yeah, even in yeah. the Bills glory years, they were somehow a lovable loser. If you can imagine, you're going to yeah. four Super Bowls in a row and people associate you with a lovable loser. Yeah. You know, we, everybody was, nobody was pulling for the Cowboys, for instance. Right. Like you had the entire, and it feels like that's back again. If you guys pick up on that, I wonder if you guys are feeling yeah. that in your circles, but it feels like, very much when I started supporting Man City, you were everybody's second choice. You were everybody's lovable loser and you were fun and you were, you know, and, uh, and then that changes when you win. Yeah. And it no becomes a very different experience. Yeah. It becomes a very different experience. And, but the bills are still that they the are. bills still yeah. give me that, that shot yeah. of 
underdog, that shot of you walk into a sports bar anywhere outside of, let's say, um, you know, Miami or New England or Toronto. We have places and you have a bill shirt. And they'll like, like when I was living in Los Angeles, there was a, a great bar called Goal and it was a sports bar. And their NFL situation was fantastic. You'd go in and there would be a fan. There'd be a table from every team wow. packed in there starting at 10 in the morning, uh, except the Bills. I would always walk in and be the and, and the Bills were terrible when I lived there. <laughs> and I would walk in. I go with my two two guys in my building were from Detroit and they were Lions fans. And I'd go watch Lions games with them. But they'd also come with me. So they'd be like, oh, the Bills, okay, we'll come. And I'd be the only guy and everyone was like oh man good for you good for you like this sort of a pat on the head and like <laughs> right that doesn't seem good for fair, you man. does it that it doesn't, doesn't seem, seem <laughs> no it doesn't seem fair yeah. lions and bills you know you just yeah you know expecting disappointment aren't you both both <laughs> well, i'm no i am a sports masochist yeah. i've had toronto maple leafs to that list yeah. and it's uh oh my god man city are, are just a blip on the radar that i'm not even sure how to feel about you know that's a different conversation for a different podcast yeah. is what, what happens when you're i had i'll tell you i had a, a, a patriots friend born and raised connecticut all that stuff um and also a Red Sox fan, and they hadn't won in 90 some odd years. Mm -hmm. And he's a he's a Man United fan. Uh, we can beep that out. But <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he phoned me when City won in 2012. He phoned me and he said, you know, he's one of the classy ones. He's like, I just want to say congratulations. And also, I'm curious to see how this changes things now. Right. And I didn't really know what he mean. And he's like, for the Red Sox. It changed. He used to, he moved to LA as well. And he used to walk around Los Angeles. And if he'd see someone with a Red Sox hat, they were usually from New England. Right. You know, and he'd be like, oh, nice hat. And maybe, you know, maybe yep. they're in the bar and there's a conversation. And now he's like, no, it's just yeah. a Red Sox hat everywhere. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> so we have this other so, dynamic in the UK where if, you, if you're wearing Bill's stuff, you're going to get picked out and people are going to come and talk to you because it's so unique yeah like, and no one's a bill yeah, sure. you know right it's a pretty yeah. small community yeah. but um yeah again well yeah, it would be interesting to see that it would be interesting to see that change in a country where there's no regional allegiance yet anyhow right um which you know may well change but let's say the bills you know touch wood go you know, further than last year, let's say they really start clicking and, and, you know, let's say Josh Allen continues to be a superstar and becomes be a Brady-esque type figure at some point to then walk around England. And you guys have been Bills fans for not only for a very long time, you've made it part of your livelihood. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see someone with a shirt or a hat and they've, and they've got no idea and how right. that changes thing a little or horror of all shock and horrors somebody sees you in bills and thinks oh yeah, yeah well Glory how long do you like the bills yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. i suspect it's, that's already you think you don't care yeah but you do no <laughs> but you think right. you don't care until until somebody <laughs> goes oh yeah oh yeah man city sure whatever yeah how long you like them like four days and you're like oh my god that hurt inside yeah. it's funny <laughs> you say hurt. this though because i was walking through boulder colorado on a particularly cold, yeah. cold day and i had my right. bills hat on and a woman 
in a passing car hangs out of the yeah. window. I yeah. love your Bell's hat. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all what? great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is insane. And then wait until, and if they ever got you in a pub and they heard your accent, oh. you know, blows them. I remember being like, you know, in Manchester City Center, not to turn this into a city podcast, but I do see parallels in the Bills and Man City, just maybe 10 years Different. separated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember just shopping in a shop and I had, you know, like a city sweater on, a jumper on. And, um, you know, the shop guy came up and asked me if I needed any help. I was like, actually, yeah, this sure, you know, asked him a question. And he just stared at me, his eyes out of his head. He's like, I've never heard an American city fan in my life. <laughs> to which I, of course, told him, so I said, you still haven't. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but now, and now that's not, you know, now it's everywhere and it's different and it's, you know, there's good things and bad things, but there is something about, and the Bills still have this, you know, they've never won us, you know, I don't, well, don't want to say anything. I don't want, you know, I, I am superstitious. I am a goalie. <laughs> I don't want to go over their track record, but Guys, they, they have, they have yet to, let's say, you know, reach the pinnacle. Yeah. So what were your personal highlights from last season? Oh, I mean, I think, you know, Charlie and I touched on this a little bit earlier when we jumped on the call. It was, it's always, for me, the fans play such a massive part of any sport, but with the bills, it's just to the next level. So, Really, I, for me, when I, and it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a full stadium, but just that they made it far enough that they started to let a few people back in without question. That was my highlight play on the field was great. We could talk about players and games and this and that, but when, when they got to come back, there was nothing like it without question. My highlight you know, and it's why I hadn't even thought of that until you just said that and just asked that. I tried to think about games. I was like, no, that that's right. They did get right at the end there. Mm -hmm. And that, and that spoke to the way they played in the regular season. And that spoke to, you know, how like everything led to that. And if they had been a regular, not a regular bills team, but a bills team of maybe decades past (laughs) years past, (laughs) It doesn't get to that point, right? It was right. almost like part of that play. You know, I'm maybe I'm romanticizing this too much. It was almost like just playing to let's just hang on as long as we can because they're coming back. They're coming back. Yeah, that was my favorite part to turn it, to turn it on, and it was. I remember turning on the TV early. That's another great thing we have here is we get the Buffalo Buffalo pregame shows, and they are absolutely wonderful. It includes all the Buffalo commercials. You know, all the used car lots, all the, it's just, <laughs> it is like, if you watch Anchorman, Ron Burgundy, all that stuff, it's like Buffalo <laughs> still has that. And I mean that in, in the best way, in the best way, they hang on to that real, you know, that community sense of regional television is just great. But I it turned it on and they were, you know, they were there so early and it was just, and I can't imagine what it's going to be like when that. That's full again. Oh. Um, but that was my, yeah, that was my favorite when it just started to come back there. Awesome. It was just, awesome. just great. So you, you probably heard, I guess, that, you know, the Bills are looking to build a new stadium. Um, yeah. 
in the region of Orchard Park. We don't know if it's going to be the same exact site or, you know, maybe a, a parking lot next bar, next door or something. And yeah. There's this talk, I, of course. Yeah. I would say just quickly on Orchard Park, if they build it there, I think that's awesome. Like, I yeah. think we'd all agree that's a stadium. That's not one you romantic be like, they can't tear this down. Right. You know, sometimes <laughs> I go there, I'm like, they need to tear this down. This is a, this is, I don't even think this is safe. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's funny. You but say it that. has to be an Orchard Park, though. It has to be. I mean, look, downtown Buffalo is awesome and it would be pretty exciting. But Orchard Park is... Yeah. is orchard park it's got to stay there sorry go on i interrupted there no no you're right and, and it's funny you say that because so park. many people said to me before i went to Orchard Park, oh, i like the stadium is it's pretty you know it's pretty rough and i'm like i don't know i've seen some pretty rough football soccer stadiums yeah. in my life yeah <laughs> yeah you know i remember going to see stockport county in the 80s or something and, and yeah wow you don't, yeah. have caught some kind of disease you know from, from <laughs> yeah. being there well, for, orchard, for a match <laughs> you know, i just feel like orchard park is sort of what allows some of the mayhem, you know, you don't ever yeah. want anybody to get hurt or drink themselves, you know, too sick or anything like this. But there is a sense of lawlessness that's pretty exciting <laughs> in a way. You you know, you feel like you're going into this, you know, sort of, I don't know, almost an unpoliced. Un, right. I know that's not true. I, yeah. I, yeah, I know that's not true. I know there are people there looking out for people and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But it does have this little excitement of like, I think I might be somewhere not safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. and that's but thing, in a good way. If they can keep it in Orchard Park, you've got all the space for all the tailgating and all the craziness. Well, you're never, yeah, never yeah, going to yeah, get exactly. that downtown, right? You're just never going to get and it. You, yeah, and you have like for their community, you know, you have the people who charge 10 bucks to park, right. you know, mm -hmm. in my driveway. Yeah. We have like, I wouldn't want to see that taken away right. you know um you know the bars in orchard park that let's just yeah it's yeah. it should stay there but a new stadium it will be nice physical new yeah. stadium nothing i got no objections <laughs> got no <laughs> I, objections I, to I, that. I had no objections to it at all when i went i thought it you know it had this sort of mystique for me as someone i've been watching yeah. it all these years on the tv you know the ralph yeah i, I just, just yeah. to me i was just happy to be there and the fact it was a little bit crumbly i'm like you know what it's all part of the charm as far as i'm concerned well but that's a great point and i think that people who are uh, you're a bills fan and you're an international bills fan um i think you really should try everything you can to make the trip to the old stadium if they do build a new one you you'll really want to say not only say that you were there but you'll want to have seen it yep i agree there, I there'll agree. be a cash not only a cachet but there will yeah. be an emotional attachment you know, and you should go and then after everybody's gone, they should tear it down and build a new one. The thing I, I wanted to speak to you about specifically was be, is in the past, they'd occasionally play games in Toronto. And there's talk, yeah. if this new stadium is exactly on the same the, the same area, they're going to need somewhere else to play. Right. And there's talk of Pitt, and yeah. there's talk of Toronto, and there's a yeah. lot of negativity around, ah, oh, those games in Toronto, they weren't the same as everyone's just coming up, turning up in every jersey, which is kind of what we have here in London when yep. we have the international yep. series. But did you ever see any games in Toronto? Have you been you know, feeling about you know the Bills in Toronto? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely did not go to the Bills in Toronto games. Um, I didn't like that idea. Um, you know, we were taking, at one point, we were taking regular season games right. from the Bills. Mm -hmm. um, they, like you said, they, they weren't particularly, the pricing was outrageous. 
Um, the Bills were not a good team at that point. They were putting us against teams who were not largely not good teams. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. You had, you had people showing up in all different jerseys. Corporate ended up buying a lot of those tickets. Mm-hmm. There isn't a tailgate experience because our stadium's right downtown. Right. There's no room for, not only is there no room for tailgating there, there's no bylaw that even really is going to allow that, let alone encourage that. Um, you know, that's, that's changing a little bit. We've, we've got, you know, our soccer stadium and now the Argos have moved in mm-hmm. a little more open to that. And, and we might build another stadium down the road at some point, but um, as it stands, no, it's not. Yeah, I never. And, and when they did that, there was also, it was almost like they were doing a tester. Like, right. are the bills going to move to Toronto? Is there a market here? Yeah. And I absolutely, and you could, that's what they were doing. And thankfully it went so poorly that they're like, no, we're not going to, that's a non-starter. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I wanted nothing to do with it. I wanted nothing to do with the bills in Toronto. I love Toronto. I love my city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a great fondness for Buffalo. I don't want any part of ripping the heart and soul out of someone else's city mm-hmm. to serve my city's entertainment absolutely. needs. I, I don't want anything to do with it. So no, I never went. Um, and now with the pandemic, our Toronto Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo. Yeah. That's their home. That seems to be a success as well, doesn't it? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would love to go to Buffalo to see one of these games. I I hope the Blue Jays, uh, get back here, you know, safely and sound and everything reopens. But in the meantime, you couldn't handpick a better second city for the Blue Jays to play in. Right. Than Buffalo. Um, so that's a little different. Um, but in terms of no, no, I, I never went to any of those games. I didn't like the idea. Um, now if the bills are displaced, Mm -hmm. similar to what we're talking about with the Jays playing in Buffalo, uh, and they need a home close to home. uh, Um, I kind of like that idea. That's a little different, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it would be, under the sort of pretense that they're building a new long-term home in Buffalo. Yeah. That could be a totally different experience. And if we were that almost, you know, um, sister cities in a way Mm -hmm. to think about it, you know, the Jays went and played there and now we're going to host the bills when they need a hand. That would be a very different feeling for me. I would quite enjoy that. And and I would like to do that. Right. Right. But the first time, no, the first time was, was different. Yeah. I think my hope is that they'll build it, you know, a lot, right next door and they can just seamlessly yeah. knock the other one down once they're ready um i mean i i yeah. i um i guess i'm missing a little nostalgic i suppose spend a bit of time in california and you know you go to san diego and, and the people are oh really bitter God, yeah. really bitter about the fact that yeah. the charges you have never really established themselves mm-hmm. in la and equally yeah. you know i gotta you know what i loved about um this current bill stadium is i've also been to levi's in uh the 49ers you know, yep. when I'm growing up, it was Candlestick Park and there was like a mystique around Candlestick yeah. Park. And, you know, I see it's like, you know, it's miles down the road in a whole different town and it's yeah. corporate as hell. You know, half the size, yeah. one of the sides is just box after box after box. And it just does not yeah. have the feel. And, and, I, and I just hope and I don't think they will, but I hope whatever they build that's new doesn't surrender its soul to corporate because that's what makes the Ralphs so special, in my opinion. It really is a fan stadium. Yeah. Well, it's an, I always see Buffalo more as 
a Green Bay type. It's not yeah. necessarily that they're owned by the by the fans, mm-hmm. but they exist. You know, there's only honestly, there's only so much corporate in Buffalo. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, you you can't, there's probably as much corporate on one city block in you know in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> then in Buffalo. So they're yeah. They're, hopefully they're different enough cities where that approach. Yeah. We, you know this is we can't just hang our hat on corporate and um you know but yeah that would that would be pretty that'd be pretty cool i'd be into yeah. that and it's staying in orchard park and if they come up here for a few games in the meantime and we can be helpful that way that that'd be fun too awesome awesome so yeah. last question then for today um what do you expect sure. from this upcoming season you know any hot takes what do you what do you think is going to be similar to last mm-hmm. how do you see it going Oh man, don't you always have this feeling that the, the Patriots are just going to be good again? Is that my, is that like a <laughs> Bill's paranoia? It's slash... called conditioning. It's called long-term conditioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it would, I just, with the team they have, if they can just get in, you know, I think it might be, I think of the, all the professional, of all the big leagues here, um, well, maybe baseball is tough as well but i know i still think the nfa it's, it's the toughest to get into the postseason so that's that's it you know if there can be uh, you look a home okay how about this a home postseason game with a full barn mm-hmm. you know full full capacity in the seats that is my hope for yeah. this season awesome. a home game full capacity um because i you know i still think there are a few teams where you know, I, look, eventually I want the Bills to reach the promised land for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to have such an incredible team last year and people largely not be able to share in that. Right. Yeah. So so how about that? One one home playoff game with a full barn and let's go from there. Awesome. That, that would good suit me. me just just down to the ground, boys. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you ever so much, Daryl, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you and uh, share your stories. And uh, maybe we'll we'll get you back on during the regular season, and we can start talking about some actual football games as well. If you're <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Well, what a what a nice way to spend a Friday morning right. in uh, the beginning of July. Uh, really enjoyed us. that, guys. Fantastic. Yeah, Thanks ever so sure. much. Thanks, Thanks for having me on, boys. Bye. Cheers. So that's all for this week um, from the Bills From Afar podcast. Um, as we said at the start, you can follow us on Twitter at Bills From Afar. Or you can follow us individually on Twitter at Charlie underscore sport and at Tim Rudge 90. If you want, you can also email us billsfromafar at gmail.com. So please do get in touch if you are a Bills fan and you're following them from afar. You know, we're always interested to hear your stories about how you became a Bills fan and what they mean to you. Please do rate and review us on iTunes, and also don't forget about the latest pod on the Red, White, and Buffalo Blues with Matt and Alex. 